Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. What a fantastic way to start the programme. That was California Soul from Marlena Shaw. Good morning, it's me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of those people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Andrew Martin. He's the co-founder of Oso. Oso is good chocolate. It hasn't got gluten in it, it hasn't got wheat in it, but it's got lots of taste and not many calories. You'll be hearing lots from Andrew very shortly. In addition to hearing from him, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, a tasty mix of music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Ray Charles, new music from Avishai Cohen, and this from the Blackbirds. Walking in rhythm from the Blackbirds, the inimitable sound of them. This is Jazz Shapers, I'm Elliot Moss, and my business shaper today is Andrew Martin. He's the co-founder, as I said, of Oso, and they make rather delicious chocolate, which are rather deliciously getting some sales around the world of around $10 million, around 6 million quid, or they will be by the end of the year. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. That's a pleasure. Before I go into your dim and distant past and work out how you (laughs) got here today on Jazz FM, tell me what Oso is in your own words. Oso, as you say, is chocolate that's good for you. Um, I think uh, um, that would uh, resonate with most people. Um, The secret to Oso is that it's packed full of live cultures. It's high-quality Belgian chocolate, um, but within each little bar of Oso is over a billion live bacteria. Most people term this as probiotics, and uh, millions of people around the world every day uh, take these in yogurts and and dairy products and and, and what have you, and... uh, we um, uh, have put that into a small bar of chocolate, uh, and it's three times more effective than having a probiotic yogurt. Um, so it, it's, it's a, an exciting uh, option uh, and, a, and a, the ultimate daily treat. Now, I'm holding the, the different packets, and they come in. I've got little packs here of the raspberry flavor, natural raspberry, naturally orange, and I've also got mm-hmm. the, the plain one. And the, the neat thing is they are little bars, as you said. Now, it kind of does remind me of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory-type um, uh, feel, but they're very small, literally 72 calories. I'm holding it as if I was holding, I don't know, a little microchip or something. Fantastically clever, lovely packaging. I understand that your background actually way, way back was in the world of packaging. You were advising many of the biggest brands in the world in terms of how they should present themselves. I imagine that has been a very important part of, of this business as you've started to develop it. 
Yes, I think so. I, I've been very fortunate that um, uh, over the years we've got to work with some of the biggest brands in the world uh, and also really interesting brands. Um, uh, I had a um, branding and marketing agency that specialized in um, um, everything from uh, perfume, lipstick, um, through women's underwear to champagne. It doesn't get too much better than that. What a heady means. <laughs> and, and of course, just to explain, you were, as, you, uh, um, as people will discover, you've obviously set up your own business. This isn't the first one you've done and we'll we'll talk briefly about Elizabeth's Daughter which is a skincare range um, for teenage girls but you ran an agency set up your own agency and you were servicing lots of other clients was there a day or a moment or a period of time when you said enough of servicing them I'm going to do my own thing and if there was do you remember what prompted it Yes, I, I, I'm not sure what that exact day was, but it dawned over a period of time. Um, I think that um, after some years in, in the service business and, and working in the agency business, um, you realize that you're developing lots of exciting ideas, but they're always um, uh, affected um, sometimes quite dramatically by the client. And uh, there becomes a sort of moment when you think, actually, I can do this better. I think I know the answers. And I know that sounds very arrogant, but I think it's just that belief that you want to do it yourself you want to have your own product your own brand um, and that sort of grew stronger and stronger and it's also a, a bit of a warning sign that um, uh, you're you're maybe not putting as much effort and enthusiasm into your client's business as you would want to put into your own business find out much more from my business show today andrew martin the founder of co-founder i should say of oso and it is very tasty chocolate indeed time for some music this is lost tribe from avishai cohen he is of course the israeli bass player and this is from his new album from darkness That was Lost Tribe from Avishai Cohen, and an exciting sound it was too. Andrew Martin's my business shaper today. He's the co-founder of Oso. They make chocolate that's good for you. Yes, there is apparently no catch in this. 72 calories per bar. I've had some already. It's very tasty, and I'm going to be having lots more later, I'm sure. Andrew, we were talking about your first businesses, and I believe you were a pilot before you went into the marketing world, but you don't always get to, to, to live the dream, I suppose, and maybe you want to talk about that in a moment. But what interests me is what you said about, I felt I could do the thing better myself, and that the ideas, I doubt they were wasted, but they weren't necessarily being implemented the way that you would do it. What, what gave you that confidence or that, that sense that you could do it, or, or was it frustration rather than confidence? I think to a degree it's frustration. Um, I think one of the worst things you can have in business at any time is, is cynicism. Um, both yourself and the team around you, you, there isn't room for that. And I found myself becoming more cynical about um, uh, the products that we were working with or the campaigns we were working on. And that most probably wasn't fair, um, but it was happening. So I figured that I had to do something about that um, uh, and I wanted um, uh, passionately to develop a, a product or a brand. Uh, Liz, my partner, who has worked with me for many years, um, uh, felt very much the same and, and out of that was born Elizabeth's Daughter, which was a skincare brand. Where, there we were working with some of the biggest names in the industry, uh, but we wanted to do something which was ours, which we had control over. Um, and really that was the same with Oso. Um, that was a wonderful, happy coincidence that happened in my life. I was suffering from uh, IBS at the time, 
And I met up with a, an old friend, Richard Thompson, who had um, uh, been looking at some research in Belgium into how chocolate could be a, a remarkable carrier for live bacteria, um, commonly known as probiotics. And we got together and we started talking and I suddenly thought, well, this really is the most exciting project I could ever work on. This is filling a whole new space. It's a, it's a truly unique product and it's something which is universal. Um, the whole world is going to love chocolate and if you can make it good chocolate, then you know the world really is um, uh, going to be very exciting. Um, so it, both of those things really were born out of that frustration of wanting to do it myself and, and having done it for other people for so many years. And I think that's what I wanted to pick up on, the having done it for other people for so many years. Many people who have a business idea don't necessarily get past the idea. You'd had around 20 years of doing yep. it for other people, developing brands, developing <clears throat> packaging, working out how it's going to land with the consumer. Do you think it's possible to just happen on a good idea after a couple of years and having no experience and then land it? Or do you think those 20 years were absolutely critical in the last four or five as you started to develop your second business? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Elliot. It, it, you know, an idea is an easy thing. Um, there are lots of ideas out there and lots of people have ideas, but it's the following through on the idea and realising that the idea has longevity and it has real integrity behind it. Um, so I, I think that uh, to sit there and just try and create a new idea is really tough. Um, I think that often it has to come out of um, uh, evolution, out of um, you know time. Uh, and also, of course, as you said, you identified a problem, you identified mm. a gap. Yep. Wouldn't it be good? I've got IBS. Wouldn't it be great if I could find something that's meant to be tasty, that's not only tasty, but really good for you? And I think therein lies the secret experience plus problem solving. Yep. Much more coming up from Andrew, my business shaper. But in the meantime, it's the latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom for your business idea, which I hope you will actually go forth with and make happen from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. My name's Jonathan Berman. I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondorea. We spent a lot of time in our department dealing with people who are establishing new joint ventures. When we look at these relationships, they are much, much more likely to succeed if the participants have been through a process before they actually start working together. And it's the process rather than the documentation that's critical. And what they do is to address in issues that they would generally feel uncomfortable with, about discussing with one another. The rationale is they want to get on with it and they've got a good feeling about working together and by asking difficult questions it in their mind could endanger that good feeling but that's the wrong way of going about and I'll give you a couple of examples of the types of things they should be thinking about. The first is are we looking to maintain this business as a going concern under our ownership for the foreseeable future or are we establishing it with a view to building it up over three years and selling it? If one's got one view, one's got the other, it leads to huge disagreement and it's one of the biggest reasons for businesses failing. The second is, what's the business intended to do? What is our vision? Is our vision joint? Do we go into the UK or are we looking to expand into Germany? Are we going into America? Are we focusing on one business product or service or are we expecting to expand beyond that? Again, having a business plan and sitting there and considering exactly how the business is intended to grow over the next few years is vital. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. 
You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I get the privilege of sitting with someone who has been shaping and will continue to shape the world of business from their perspective in their in their own business, in their own industry. If you've missed any of the many, many people I've spoken to, around 150 over the last few years, you can go into iTunes and take a peep in there. If you happen to be close to a, a computer, cityam.com is also a destination. ft.com is too. And on, if you're on a flight with British Airways, you can even tune in there. How about that? Andrew Martin's my business shaper today, and he's the co-founder of Oso. And they make rather delicious chocolate, which is only 72 calories, has lots of probiotic stuff in it, is wheat-free and gluten-free. I mean, I'm just, I'm amazed. And I've been tasting it. It's really good. Andrew, we were talking about all sorts of things before, about the importance of experience, about the importance of having a problem to solve. You've set this business up now. Did you do it off your own, with your own money, by the way? Or did you get investment uh, in those uh, Initially, doors? we did. Um, and um, uh, we, we went through the first sort of six months with our own um, seed money, so to speak. Um, we then uh, had an um, investor join the business. Um, the nice thing about having a product like Good For You Chocolate is that people are excited and they, they, they find an emotional connection with what you're doing. Um, so um, we engaged with um, uh, 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 somebody called Max Gottschalk, who um, is in the hedge fund business, actually. He was not in chocolate business, but he was really passionate uh, about what we were doing. And he and his wife, Jane, um, joined us as our initial investors. And we've got most probably to date about uh, uh, 10 or 12 investors um, who are all uh, individuals, um, uh, not banks, I'm pleased to say, um, who all have shared the vision of what we're doing and understood what we're trying to build in terms of a global brand. Now, you, you're in uh, in the UK, at, le- at least you're in Boots, you're in Holland and Barrett, you're in Tesco, you're in Ocado, <coughs> you're on EasyJet flights, yep. you're in Whole Foods, which is fantastic. I think you've got an entree into the States. You're in how many countries globally now? We're in um, UK, USA, Canada, Hong Kong and Australia. The proposition in each place, is it pretty similar and does it land the same way or have you had to be culturally and geographically specific? No, it's been very much the same. Um, I think that the whole concept of having uh, the live bacteria, as I said, commonly known as probiotic, is universal and um, uh, every country we've been to, they really get it straight away. Um, We were really surprised at how fast it's grown. Um, I think we've had a, you know, right from the very beginning, you have a, 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 a vision for what your product's going to do and and you have a plan. Uh, the one thing I, I, I've discovered is that the plan has to change all the time. Um, the vision has to, to stay the same, but the plan changes. There was no way, if you'd have spoken to me 18 months ago and said we were going to be in 2,000 stores in America, or we were selling in the uh, grocery store in Ayers Rock, um, I wouldn't have uh, believed you. Uh, but things have moved very quickly. People have contacted us, and um, it's been very exciting. So I think we've got a, a, a sort of universal um, product here. Now, you've obviously developed in the time of that plan coming to fruition. These, the, you talked about these investors. You've, mm. They've chosen you. You've chosen them. Would that be a fair thing to say? I think that's absolutely right. Um, and um, uh, the, the product itself has, has helped enormously. I think if we were selling uh, widgets, people wouldn't get quite so excited about it. But they've enjoyed the process. They enjoy talking to their friends about it and, um, and about the, the investment they have in our product and, and, and the product themselves. And they have a feeling of, uh, of ownership of the product as well, which is really healthy, I think. Stay with me for more from my business shaper. Today it's Andrew Martin, the co-founder of Oso. Time for some music. I love him. You're going to love him. You already do love him. It's Gregory Porter with Hey Laura. Hey Laura, it's me. 
Sorry, but I had to ring your doorbell so late. But there's something bothering me. I really am sorry, but hey, Laura, it's me. Hey, Laura, it's me. The beautiful sound of Mr. Gregory Porter with Hey Laura. Andrew Martin's my business shaper. We've been talking chocolate. We've been talking plans and visions. We've been talking experience. We've been talking investors and all sorts of things. At its root, Andrew, you have a product which has a very solid, substantive foundation, which is in the technology. And you were mentioning before about widgets, but essentially you've married technology with a with a consumer need. Where's this going to go from here? I mean, have you have you got plans? to move on from this business or are you kind of going i'm happy with this i'm just going to keep on going i think the the the, the original premise of what we're doing has got tremendous um uh, longevity in that what we're really doing is using a high quality chocolate one of the world's most favorite ingredients um, as a carrier and a delivery system for a healthy lifestyle benefit and there are other things that we've got in the pipeline in terms of those benefits um, that we're going to be introducing in the future. This year, um, we're going to be introducing a a children's range of Oso um, called Oso Goodies, um, but that's that's still using the the live cultures and the live uh, probiotic uh, concept. But I think in years to come, there will be other healthy benefits that we're going to be bringing to the world through the medium of wonderful chocolate. Now, obviously, when you describe it, I mean, you literally sounded like, you know, you've talked about that concept quite a few times. Mm. You know where it's going to go. You know how the brand is going to extend. You've learned that yourself. You developed it. You had your own business. Have there been key people outside of you and your partner, Elizabeth, who have been fundamental in the way that you have seen the business that you're in and the brand world? Um, I think, obviously, um, uh, I work you know, d- day in, day out very closely with um, uh, Richard Thompson, my partner in the business, and, and I uh, enjoy having uh, a partner to bounce ideas off and, and work together. Um, and I touched on earlier on, we have some really interesting investors as well, which um, uh, I've gained experience from. One of the, the difficulties of running your own business for some sort of 25, 30 years um, is that um, uh, you, you don't necessarily have other people around you that you're able to uh, learn from and grow from. A lot of it you have to do yourself. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the few disadvantages of running your own business. Um, but you sound very level-headed. I, I imagine there may have been some difficult times, but not dark you don't strike me as someone who dwells on problems. Is that right? No, I'm, I'm quite good at um, uh, putting things in their boxes and compartmentalizing um, issues uh, and problems. Um, you know, I can I can have a really tough week, um, but on a you know Friday evening at uh, eight o'clock, I can go home and um, I can put it away for a while. So I think that's really important um, we, we, not to dwell on things like that. I wish I could do the same. (laughs) Final chat is going to come up with Andrew. Plus, we're going to hear some music from one of my favourites, Ray Charles. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
That was Ray Charles with Mess Around. Andrew Martin is my business shaper just for a few more precious minutes. You have been talking about um, visions and planning and, and kind of adapting, um, you know, keeping the integrity of where you want the business to be, but adapting to the reality of what the market offers you and pivoting and, and so on and so forth. You obviously have already cracked international markets and many people listening will go, wow, that's pretty impressive. Is there a, a secret formula to knowing how to enter into a new country? Because it, it strikes me that's one of the most difficult things that a brand can do, and yet you've done it a number of times, and I imagine you're going to do it many multiple times more. What's at the core of how you've managed to do that? Well, I think with any partners you work with in business, whether it's an overseas distributor or, 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 or a retailer in this country, is they do have to share the vision for the product. And um, this product is very special to us. It's special to me. Um, uh, and... Therefore, you've got to get the same feeling from them. We were very fortunate that we were approached by um, uh, one of the biggest vitamin companies in the world, Solgar, um, uh, who had found one of our bars, taken it back to the uh, U.S. and sneakily um, analyzed it in their laboratories and called, called me back and said, look, you know, we can't believe this product. We can't believe how you can keep these live bacterias alive in your bar without having to refrigerate them and how wonderful they are. So that was a, a you know a wonderful opportunity for us because to break into the US as a as a brand is is very expensive and very time consuming but we've got a great partner there uh, in Australia we developed a, a joint venture business um because again um uh, somebody came our way which was perfect for it and believed in in uh, good living and natural products and and all kinds of things so um I think um it's most probably a case of we haven't gone out there and searched too hard. We've actually um, let the brand speak for itself and people have come to us. But but I think on top of all of those things, and it's it's a, a thing you said about Elizabeth, your partner, it's the thing you talked about with the investors and now mm. you're talking about your JV mm. partners, your distributors. There's really strong relationships there. It sounds like your business could not have developed without you being either lucky or very focused and very strategic about the people you've gone into business with. Do you think you observe that that is a big problem for businesses that don't work? I, th- I think so. I mean, it, it's very personal at the end of the day. Um, you know, having come from an agency business where, you know, you've got to, if you're going to have a client for a period of time, you've got to like them and you've got to genuinely like those people and you've got to get on with them and work well with them. And if you don't, you know, in an early stage and that business isn't going to survive. And so in our business today, the people we work with um, uh, here in the UK or in, in the overseas markets, the people we have respect for, we enjoy working with, uh, and, and they, they, they likewise. So I think that's, that's absolutely key to what we're going to do. And as you look to the future, you, we, we talked about the fact that hopefully your revenue, your, your sales will be around $6 million, $10 million by the end of this year, 2015. Yep. Is it going to be a £20 million pound or a $20 million target in the two years? I mean, have you got projections like that or do, do you not work like that? Gosh, it's so difficult to look at that. And I think if you focus on um, exits and all those sorts of things that uh, people talk to you about, uh, you don't necessarily um, uh, give the business its best right at this moment. Um, but we're really hoping and believing that this could be a 100 million dollar business in three to four years time um and, and especially in in terms of the fact that we're glo- growing a global brand uh, across very key markets 
Well, I hope it really does happen. Thank you so much for my business shapes, Andrew. Before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? <laughs> um, my song choice is uh, Aretha Franklin, Say a Little Prayer. Um, I think it's one of the most uplifting songs um, uh, and uh, the words are terrific. And um, uh, without sounding too cheesy, it actually means a lot to Liz and I as well. There you go. Well, this is it. Thank you so much again. Here she comes, Aretha Franklin with Say a Little Prayer. That was Say a Little Prayer from Aretha Franklin, the song choice of my business shaper today, Andrew Martin. Real clarity about why he was going to create a healthy bar of chocolate. Super levels of calmness. Really unflappable guy who just kept his eye on the prize and continues to do so. And someone with the confidence to change tack when was required and when is going to be required in the future for his business. Great stuff. Thank you very much for joining me today. Do join me again for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's next Saturday, 9am here on Jazz FM. In the meantime, stay with us. Coming up next, you know who it is. It's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.